Hey. Okay, hi. We are back. How you doing? There's we are back. Um, hi. So today we're going to talk about the dropout. The TV We show. are. That's um, currently on Hulu. It is it, on the Hulu machine. Um, so if you have been living under a rock, this I was story. Say, this has kind of been out, but yeah, you know. it's there's a book. Um, I mean, oh the shit, there's a book. <laughs> yeah, this was a book before it was a show, and there's a podcast too, actually. But not this podcast. No, not this. one. This is a different podcast. Hot for Justice, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So we're gonna transition a little bit to do episodes reviewing like true crime documentaries and stuff for a little while yeah and you know maybe maybe a book or two or like a docuseries such as this um you know just like true crime media um basically like we're kind of i don't want to say rebranding because i feel like that's like really um oh what's the word like permanent sounding but i feel like you can rebrand like indefinitely but it also just sounds very a kind of way um, yeah, we're just um, transitioning for now, and then maybe we'll transition again later. I don't, who knows, but... Exactly. Um, so basically, this is, you know, for the next indefinite future, going to be basically all screen recaps all the time. Yeah. Um, or book recaps, you know, so is what it is. Um, yeah. uh, I, I think we kind of touched on this in the last episode. Um, the true crime space is a little bit funky-dunky right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not to, like be like a Debbie Downer or anything like that because that's not what I, we're trying to do you know we're here to be uplifting and you know shine light on things that you know deserve to be you know brought to people's attention yeah um, that's been the point from the get-go but other people in this space don't share that sentiment mm-hmm. um I would say I, to be diplomatic about it <laughs> um, no I mean it's the I mean listen like true I think it's really easy for people who are into true crime to forget that it's actual people Right. Who are affected and who lose their lives, and it's not just a story, but like it's, you know, it affects a lot of people. Exactly. So it just, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just been, and we did talk about that last episode. It's just gotten really difficult to think about it. Um, yeah. And you know, it is. It's also like heavy because people do terrible things to each other. Right, and so you know. I don't want to, like, make it sound like we're doing, like, a cop-out and, like, you know, doing, like, the easy way out. But, like, we, we do enjoy doing this. Like, we, mm-hmm. you know, do really enjoy the space in an appropriate way. You yeah. know, not to, like, fucking toot our own horns or anything. But, like... We do our best. Yeah. Like, we do our best to, you know, not be dick bags about thing. You know? <laughs> yes. But, like, really. You know what I mean? Like, we try to be as respectful as possible. And, you know, we didn't want to give up on the podcast. Like, we really do enjoy doing this. Um... So, you know, again, this may not be permanent, um, but we've been doing the screen recaps since, you know, basically day one anyways. Um, yeah. So keeping that content going. Um, and, yeah, and so, yeah, now we're going to get into the dropout. Yeah, so this enough, is, like, enough such of that. a good show. Um, oh, my God. So fucking good. I highly recommend it. I'm trying to scroll right now so I can see how many episodes there were. There were I think eight, eight episodes. Yeah. Um, and it tells the story of Elizabeth Holmes. So if, if any of you aren't familiar with who she is, she essentially starts this, she drops out of Stanford and she starts this um, startup called um, uh, Theranos. Theranos. Yeah. Um. Um, <laughs> and this is like right kind of like in our back door or back yeah. door, in our backyard. Well, uh, yeah, because I mean the Bay Area. Um, 
hundred percent. Like this took know. place in Stanford, which is you know like an hour and a half from like where I live. Yeah. So it's so interesting um, to watch from the start mm-hmm. um, how it unfolds. I think that uh, what's the actress's name? Amanda Seyfried. Seyf- yeah, she did. It's Seyfried or Seyfried? I'm not sure. So good. Oh my god, yeah. And the like accent or whatever you want to call it, like the drawl that she uses is first of all it's very like very on par with like the actual elizabeth holmes i don't know if you've watched any of her like court footage or like depositions or anything yeah um she sounds a hell of a lot like her like she definitely like nails the voice um not much unlike um what's her fucking name that that did anna delvey um oh she's so good julia garner um is that garner gardner i think actually gardner yeah anyways um but yeah, she, um, you could tell that de- she definitely did her homework to make it seem as realistic as possible. Yeah, like she like nails the kind of like forever a little anxious, always a little too rattled up on maybe caffeine or green juice or fucking whatever the fuck is in that. And, <laughs> and like not, especially at first. Yeah, like it's like a level of neuroticism, I would say. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say also... Like, she has, she's obviously super smart. Right. Um, Very intelligent. I mean, she got into fucking biochem at Stanford. Hi. Yeah. (laughs) Also a little bit, um, you say anxious. It's also maybe a touch of, like, not confident. But, like, she also, like, tries to play overconfident, which is really interesting. Like, she tries to, I don't know if it's, like, fake it till you make it or, like, whatever the fuck is going on there. Yeah. Um, like, it, she has a whole bit, it's, I forget which episode it is, it's somewhere in the middle where she, like, actively tries to make herself, like, sound deeper, um, yeah, to be, she's trying to sound like a man, yeah, to be so taken more seriously in this man's yeah. world, right, um, because a lot of, especially in, like, the biotech space and, you know, really a lot of science and, like, STEM fields is very male-dominated, um, well, and, you know, especially in this time, like, this is in the early 2000s. Yeah, this was like I think two thousand like ten ish. Um, part um, of it. So like when it started. Oh, two thousand three. It's when the yeah when the iPhone first comes out. So it it was at least like what two thousand four. Yeah, two thousand three is when she founded Theranos. So yeah. um, I had to pull up her Wikipedia just so I wasn't talking <laughs> out my butthole for once. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So so <laughs> she starts off. She's from Texas. She gets into Stanford. She moves there. You know she's impresses most of her professors and gets to do a research position as an undergrad which like it was really for graduate students but she wowed the professor so much and then he ends up being on her board once she does um, right uh start theranos uh and she, she has an idea to so her idea is essentially to be able to create this machine that processes blood samples that's small right like it's it's tiny it's portable um, yeah like the concept was like the size of an ipod like yeah. and it can give um, you like instant results with like a drop work. of blood was her big thing with like one yeah, a drop of, one blood. drop of blood yeah because so she was like, like oh yeah like doing normal blood draws is like so much you know it's a big sample and like takes a long time to process and you know yada 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 i mean anyone that's gotten a lab draw done at a hospital or doctor's office you're not getting that shit back for like, at least hours yeah. <laughs> and they take like four things of blood from you um, right <laughs> so yeah so that's kind of like the first few episodes is her like journey there um and and also she meets uh sunny 
when she yeah. does an exchange she does an exchange to China like a study, yeah a study abroad I think to Shanghai if I'm not yeah. mistaken and so um, she's kind of like the odd one out right like she's trying to actually learn the language when all the other people there are mostly girls are trying to party and like meet boys right. and you know she's like there's one scene where she's like you really should be talking in Chinese to practice and then that's where she meets Sunny who mm-hmm. um had made a ton of money selling software or right I think software I believe so um so but like, like he's like rich rich yeah so they become friends which let me just say something right now that man was in his 40s and made friends with an 18 year old and it's creepy yeah my thing, I was having a conversation about this, uh, a similar topic uh, the other day with some friends after that shit with Dane Cook came out over yeah. like Thursday, Friday. So for anyone, again, that's been living under a fucking rock, um, Dane Cook just proposed to his 23-year-old, quote unquote, longtime girlfriend. Um, he is a 50-year-old man. Um, honestly, no 50-year-old man should have anything in common with a 23-year-old. Um, yeah. And... Weird. Uh, when you do the math, because then you're like, wait a minute, long time girlfriend, how the fuck long have they been dating? They started dating like the day she turned 18, aka they were friends before, or, quote unquote friends before that, or whatever the fuck they said. I, I skimmed a couple articles and honestly, it just pissed me off, so I just yeah. like had to look away. Um, so he groomed her, like let's like not split hairs about it, like right. Well, he also um, had, a, didn't he do that before? I believe so, and also he's like good buddies with Chris Delia, who like same deal, like, yeah. um. Again, basically, like, my whole... And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, if you're with someone that's 10 years older than you, that you're you're creepy or they're right. creepy or anything no, like that. Because I, no. I think there's a degree, and I think 10, 15 years is kind of that, like, window of where it's a little weird. <laughs> um, or, like, past 10, 15 years. And I think it depends on how old you are. Like, yeah. I think if, you know, you're both, you know, over 40 or whatever that age difference I think is a little bit more negligible right yeah uh, in, in my opinion but like it's just well I think if someone's I, in their early 20s or late teens and you're over 30 yeah absolutely not even like mid-20s if you're dating someone that's in their teens if there's a one in your age and a two and or higher in theirs no yeah absolutely not <laughs> I think for, so I think say for example if she'd met him at the age of 23 and then they got engaged. I'd feel less weird about it. I'd feel, yeah, I'd feel, I'd feel definitely different about it. Because while I might not do that, I mean, some people right. are into it, I guess that's fine. But, like, the fact that they were friends first strikes me as odd. But anyways, it's very comparable to this. Right. Because I don't remember exactly how old he was. I think he was um, in his, like, early mid-40s. But it's... It, it's creepy like it's creepy it's creepy um, db i don't like it and so they're friends she meets him they stay friends after they go back from their exchange um right and when she's so while she's at college i uh she's um sexually assaulted and that kind of is like the impetus for her to just like quit school and go in on theranos and she kind of withdraws from everybody except for Sunny's there um, for her. Like, I think there was a scene where she got freaked out she was alone and she called him even though she had said, like, I mean, I think they even had a phone call. And she was like, why are you friends with me? It's weird. Yeah. And then it proceeded to get weirder. Like- <laughs> and then they, they proceed to start a whole ass relationship. But, you know, it's fine. Yeah. And um, honestly, like, 
jury's still out if like it was like out of convenience or usage in my yeah. opinion especially like the actual like relationship like i think it was very transactional yeah like i think she was like she definitely like filled a void in his life of you know the mm-hmm. you know love affection physical whatever um but like i i don't think that and again i'm not a fucking therapist so or like a psychiatrist or any of that whatever so this is just my very informal humble opinion um i think that she's kind of like one of those like antisocial personality shits um and like akin to that like i don't know if she's one of those people that actually is like capable of having a functional like regular relationship of any sort or any right. like meaningful relationship if that makes the, sense the show really definitely really definitely they really made her seem kind of like yeah like she had some maybe like personality i don't not personality like maybe she's a soci i don't know she just like, <laughs> she's she a sociopath really, she didn't really seem to like when one of the guys who started working with her mm-hmm. almost at the beginning and he was her chemist and when he killed he killed himself she yeah. wasn't even upset she was just like worried about how it was gonna, gonna do look. his job kind of thing and like yeah, yeah and how it's gonna look for the company and her not his well-being or his family's well-being like the only time she really seemed to have emotion when it was when it came to her company Right, like, again, I don't, I just, I, and again, I don't have a great, like, verbiage for it, but, like, I just don't think she, like, has, like, the interpersonal skills yeah. in any way, shape, or form, and also, like, does not get social cues in any yeah. way, shape, or form, um, and I think that's glaringly obvious during the, and again, this is, like, a drama series, but, like, in yeah. the actual footage you see, if you feel like you look it up online, she's very much like this in, like, the, her, like, body language, the way she talks, the way she acts, presents herself, like, she just does not understand like like she could not look at you and have a conversation with you and have it be any semblance of normal yeah yeah yes (laughs) so um it's just crazy so yeah so she starts this company and she gets in front of all these big investors um Mm -hmm. like in silicon valley um she drops out of school at this point we kind of glossed over that like yeah she drops out of um, school investable time um, yeah, and her parents are like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, oh, don't worry, I'll just siphon my tuition money into this company that I'm trying to start. Yeah. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and But they do it anyways. <laughs> they um, do. Which, props, like, they believe in her or whatever, but, like, goddamn. Like, my, my mom would have actually probably strangled me. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really tough as the parents make that decision. But um, it's like, okay, so... They create this machine, right? And they're they work they working, 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 working on it. They get it to work one time, right? And those are the results that they they kind of fake when they go into these meetings to show that their model works. But it's right. it never did work after that, really. Um, no, um, and that's the thing. So like basically, like her big thing was like, oh, I need money to be able to produce a working machine. Yeah. But the investors, so, like, these, like, venture capitalists that were on an individual level, um, you know, like, I think Walgreens was the drugstore that was, like, funding part of it at, not CBS, it was Walgreens. Yeah, it was Walgreens. Um, and, like, other, you know, companies that were giving the money, but they're like, hey, like, we need to see that, like, our money is producing a thing. Um, yeah. And she's like, well, I need more money to produce you a thing. And they're like, no, you need to show us the thing before we give you the money. Like, <laughs> she'd say it was proprietary information and they couldn't share. Um, right. And then, 
basically like giving these people the runaround. Yeah, which I just it astonishes me that all of these people that are like so high level mm-hmm. didn't see that there was something wrong. No, um, <laughs> like, and okay, um, so and mm-hmm. as they keep getting bigger and bigger. She starts, like, your, the employees aren't allowed to talk to each other. If they're from a different department, they can't say yeah, anything weird. to each other. Like, they track their, they're watching them through their computers. They're tracking mm-hmm. their emails. Like, it is, that is toxic. Because she didn't no, want people talking about how the machines didn't actually work. Yeah, because, like, once, like, a couple employees were like, wait, wait a minute. Like, this isn't, the math isn't mathing here, right? Like, like the chemist. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the kid that's in 13 Reasons Why, right? Um, like oh, that yeah. kid? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Um, so he's I can't the think grand, of his name. but He's the grandson. I don't remember either. But he's the grandson of... He was like... Oh, wasn't that Henry Kissinger? I want huh? to say. It was like... Oh, yes. It was a... Policy. His grandfather. Yeah, yeah, his grandfather. So the grandpa was like on the board, kind of got his grandson an internship kind of thing. And his grandson knew something wasn't right. And mm-hmm. this other girl he got hired on with also knew something wasn't right. Um, and they're the reason why that brought her down, really. Um, yeah. But no matter how many times he tried to tell his grandpa, his grandpa didn't listen. And No. And like, I think that's kind of, like, generally, like, how a lot of this, like, happened for so long. is like, that people, like, genuinely believed in her. And, well, and, and also, like, at a certain point, they dropped so much money into it that they didn't want to believe that it was not real because then what does that say about them? Right. And, like, I'm going to say this, and I feel like what I'm about to say might be a little, like, controversial. Like, I think, like, if she did have, like, the proper funding and, like, wasn't, like, shady about it, I think that it's really endearing, like, how fucking invested she was, like, at a personal level. And she, like, wanted it to fucking succeed, right? Yeah. Um, and I think if she had gone about it, like, in a more, like, earnest way... I think things could have turned out a lot differently for her yeah. um, and if everyone involved. to cut the corners, if she was willing to maybe, like, make adjustments to the machine itself instead of going on with this con. Well, yeah, and, like, you know, she's dropped all this money into an office space and, like, all these things that, like, didn't fucking matter instead of siphoning the money into, like, where it did matter, which was the actual, like, component, right? Like, yeah. the unit. Like, you know, she wanted to have this facade of, like, oh, like, you know, we have a fucking smoothie bar in here, and, like, it's all, like, beautiful, well, and right, because, marble, like, sh- and whatever. She's being compared to, um, Mark Zuckerberg, and, right. you know, like, all of the people who were starting these tech companies at that time, and, like, she was in 30 Under 30, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, it started quickly escalating. I also think, and I had talked about this with Audrey, um, and this was kind of, like, one of Audrey's sentiments, too, is that if she had somebody to properly mentor her and, like, show her the way, but without... Like, she was in her 20s when she did this. That is yeah. so young. And she had the idea, and she, I think she would have been capable, but she was just willing to cut the corners when... I mean, at least in this game, when you're telling people if they have cancer, if you're telling people they've got serious illnesses, or and you're misdiagnosing people because your machines don't work. Like, yeah, these are people's lives. What? So yeah. I think it would have been so different if, like, maybe if any, any one of these 
big investors or people on her board was just one woman that could have helped her and like taken her under her wing and like it, it, I think it could have been different for sure um, yeah but well, also, and, like, I kind of think about like the her like parents neighbor right yeah. like he like he you know he was a dickbag about it but like he was like yo like this this isn't a conductive business model like none of this is actually like you know no, none of this is gonna work like right if you she know have just like not gotten uh like the i think it all went to her head and it all went so fast that she just kind of didn't i'm not saying she's a narcissist but she's a narcissist a little bit yeah i mean <laughs> so like right so it's a it's a little bit of both like if maybe if she had mentorship or if she had accepted maybe her neighbor's mentorship or whatever mm-hmm. but also like the thing she did like that was just piece of shit kind of like person to do those things and so 100 if like there were some differences there i think that it might have been a, a really successful company yeah and um you know like to that point like you know sunny her boyfriend thing you know he he i think kind of tried telling her a few times like hey like you know yeah. what if we like tried this or there and she was like oh absolutely not like no 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 right well, and so, then, like, he invested, like, did. I think tens of millions of dollars. Uh, almost 40 million, I think. Um, well, like, him and his family and businesses. Between him, between the chemist, between... Mm-hmm. There were so many people who could have, like... Like, if she had listened, maybe could have turned that situation around. But also, you're right. Like, she, she didn't want to listen. She wanted it to be her way or the highway. And, like, and she really showed that she didn't really care about people... Yeah, like she didn't care about the medicine or the science behind it. She cared about her her notoriety for it. And how much money they were making and kind of like the prestige of all of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Which was super sad when the, like the, I can't remember his name, but the guy who played, the guy who was the chemist killed himself. Um, That was really sad. Yeah. A hundred fucking percent. Really didn't care. And then when the two kids with the, you know, that were the grandson of the, of Henry Kissinger and um, the other girl, I don't remember anybody's names in the show, but um, it was like a couple months ago I watched it. Um, but when they were trying to speak out about it, you know, then they kind of started to get like threatened and followed, and they were really paranoid about it. Um, um, I just double checked the cast. So um, the guy that we were talking about, um, the one that was in Thirteen Reasons Why, the like chemist the kid. No, yeah, um, that's Dylan Minnette, and his name was Tyler Schultz, um, and okay. his grandfather was George Schultz. Okay, I was right. Wrong, I mean, not right. <laughs> I don't... Yeah. I Zach checked your ass. Thank you. All good. Um, But, well, like, even, like, that whole thing was nuts, because, like, yeah, like, he was trying to tell his grandpa, like, hey, 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 and he, she, he was like, no, 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 like, I absolutely believe in her, and, like, you're full of shit, and he's like, well, who are you going to believe, like, me or someone you barely fucking know? Like... Um, and then, like, his grandma basically stepped in and was like, no, I believe you. Like, and, you know, ended up having the kind of, you know, sway point of him ending up pulling out. Also, yeah, the, whole the reason why I thought it was Henry Kissinger is because I think that they were, him and George Schultz were, like, they knew each other. And maybe his name was in there, and that's why it made me think <laughs> of him. But anyways, I just wanted to clarify where that came from. Um... Yeah, and so it's just so crazy. And they do such a good job of, like, the storytelling part of it, right? They really do. Um, and the end, in the end, I thought it was so interesting that that one of the, the girl who was interning, 
um, basically made a report to this very um, unheard of federal commission. Um, so um, CMS, um, for a brief like you know nerd lesson here in like healthcare. Mm-hmm. So CMS is like the government agency that owns Medicare. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Medicare is you know like basically once you hit sixty five, like your government you know pays for you know most of your healthcare like up to eighty percent. Um, you can choose to have your Medicare plan underwritten by like a commercial insurance. So you can have like Medicare through like Anthem Blue Cross or like mm-hmm. you can get Kaiser Medicare. Like, you know, you can do that. So that way it's like more stuff is covered. Um, or you can get like a supplemental plan that picks up the other 20%. Right. But like basically like Medicare um, guidelines stipulate for like healthcare, you know, services and what have you. Um, you know, all the insurance companies, like what they'll pay for is actually based on Medicare's guidelines. Oh, okay. Um so there's there's kind of a fun little fact for you because um, I deal with that every day at work. Right. Um, so like, um, you know, when things are coded to insurance and like, you know, whatever Medicare chooses to cover or not cover, Medicare will cover most things. Um, actually, yeah. it's the privatized insurance companies that are a little bit more stringent. Yeah. Um, but like basically, like if Medicare will pay for something, they typically will. Um, it's not usually the other way around. So usually like if, you know, Blue Cross will say, you know, cover a service like, um, you know, Medicare would certainly do it, not the other way around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's more hoops to jump through if you, it's not Medicare. But that being said, they have kind of the, you know, gold standard of like what's kosher or not kosher in healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. Um, including but not limited to medical devices such as this, um, mm-hmm. which I believe is what this would be classified under if I had to like take a stab at it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, not much on like a blood pressure cuff or, you know, a thermometer or something like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is a little bit more nuanced because you're dealing with like, you know, bio waste and all that because there is a blood component. But yeah, yeah. And so what they end up doing at Elizabeth's um, instruction is they use a different company's machines and then put their logo over it, so yep. that the employees don't really know that it's not theirs, but it's a larger machine that's running all the samples. <laughs> right. But, excuse my dog, um, what was I going to say? Oh, but, yeah, so at one point or another, it's determined that, like, there's absolutely no way they can do, like, the single drop of blood thing that she wanted to do from the get-go. Like, yeah. the technology wasn't there yet. But it was still a very small sample. Like, I would say, yeah. like, kind of, you know, kind of like when you do, like, the diabetes, like, finger prick for, like, the glucose monitors. You know, like, if, it's a few drops of mm-hmm. blood, but not, you know, one. Um, and her yeah. thing was supposed to be, like, painless, like, whatever. I mean, I don't know if you've ever done one of those finger prick bitches like shit hurts yeah, I like have. yeah i, I don't <laughs> i did it um, and, um you can that's how you do it uh your gender test when if you take a blood test oh yeah for, um, if you're pregnant yeah um, it hurts though yeah that like that needle's like kind of a thick bitch <laughs> like um but yeah her the whole concept for her thing was that it was you know painless like almost nothing um couldn't even tell you did the damn thing yeah um so, but instead, like, you know, it was a bigger blood sample than she originally wanted, but at least something would run, right? Um, but then they were thinning out the blood samples to make it enough of a sample for these bigger machines. Yeah. Um, and that's why a lot of the results ended up wonky, because it was diluted blood. Right. Um, and uh, even, like, when they were testing their, like, original prototype machines, like, the shit never ran right. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think, like, the first couple of tests that they were running that were, like, even, like, 70% accurate or whatever were like hepatitis or some shit. Yeah. I um, think it was herpes. It, was, it definitely started with an H. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. Yeah. One of those H diseases. Yeah. Um, um, 
but yeah, so then they just slapped the label on a different machine just because they they ran samples unlike their own machines. Like, um, yeah. I forget like which country they went to, but they or which state, but they like shipped a machine essentially with them to like some sort of investor meeting, and like that bitch was not working. Yeah, um, I don't remember. Like they were. Yeah. They had to, like, turn the hotel room to, like, freezing temperatures, and then they're like, oh, no, now the machine's too cold, now it's not running. Yeah. Um, and then, to your point earlier, like, they get, like, one test that runs, and then they used that result for everything. Yeah. Um, like, they would be like, oh, yeah, look, yeah. insert sample, here's the fake result. Yeah. Um, and they kept that straight up for a while, and then they switched over to the other people's machines um, with the diluted blood, which... That, that shit don't work. No, no. And no. so, I, I mean, by the end, it was saying that, like, you know, people were being told that they had cancer when they didn't, or people weren't being told when they had, mm-hmm. you know, serious medical issues. Um, because, yeah, the machines didn't work. So they, get, <laughs> they essentially get, um, they get audited, and the government cl- shuts them down. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing that they can do. So, her, I mean, her company is just done. Exactly. Um, yeah, and at this point, like, you know, she already had, like, uh, journalists that were kind of looking into her and, like, mm-hmm. a few people that were like, this this isn't good. It like, was unraveling pretty quick, quickly for her. Oh, very much so. And then I think Walgreens was starting to be like, what's happening? So, um, right. yeah, it was pretty wild. And then parts of the show, right, she's giving deposition because I'm pretty sure she got she got charged with something. Um, yeah, I'm pulling up um, what the, like, exact everything. Because, like, it, actually this year she um, was, uh, on January 3rd of 2022, she was found guilty on four counts of defrauding investors, three counts of wire fraud, and one of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. She was found not guilty on four counts of defrauding patients, three counts of wire fraud, and one conspiracy to co- commit wire fraud. So she was charged with a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Um, and really, um, it's really actually kind of devastating that she didn't get charged with the um, defrauding patients. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they were, for the most part, you know, clinical trial type deals um, instead of like, you know, machines in Walgreens that were just like, you know, randos. Like it was people that were testing the machine for, you know, their purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it's still fucked up. Like, again, like, they gave people, like, objectively wrong results. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then, um, do, 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 do. She is awaiting sentencing um, right now. She is currently at liberty on $500,000 bail. Um, she faces a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison and a fine of $250,000 plus restitutions uh, for each count of wire fraud and for each, compar- and each conspiracy count. Um, sentences would likely be served concurrently, thus an effective maximum of 20 years total. Sentencing is scheduled for this October. Whew. I wonder what she'll get. Um, because she's a white woman. Years. I know. I was I'm going to say, say, I'm going to say, I'm going to give her years. the benefit of the doubt and say that she's probably going to get like 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the five years time served, like she'll be out of jail in seven years. I, I read, I guess she just had a baby as well. Oh God. She um, who's somebody. fucked her recently? That's my question. She's got a partner. Yikes on, on my, bikes. My internet just froze. Oh, yeah. yeah so um, she's Billy just... Evans married in 2019. Yeah. Oh, um, the Wikipedia says indeterminate marriage status. Yeah, I don't know if um, is that married like... or not, but they definitely... Well, it says married um, as of oh, 2019, right. but then it says, like, currently indeterminate status. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, is that, like, the Facebook, like, it's complicated? I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just wild. Um, so, yeah, that's crazy. That's the dropout. Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, it's, you know, a good eight hours of television, but honestly, like, well worth it. Um, yeah, again, it's really good. I mean, Seifert um, kills it. Um, everyone in the show kills it, honestly. Um, even, yeah, like, the supporting roles. Agreed. I mean, and there'll be some familiar faces. Like, the person, I don't know his name, but the guy who plays Sonny, Balwani, he's, I've recognized him. Um, Same. shows. And, um, you know. William the, H. Macy is in it. Um, yeah. And then, uh, fuck, what's that guy's name? Um, the guy he was one of the guys from Walgreens, I think. Like, one of the, um. Yeah. Uh. I'm trying to remember, but he was in, uh, did you ever watch In the Dark? Yeah. Uh, he plays the, the cop dude in that show. You're right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then, um. Uh, Rich Summer. Yeah. Well, and then, um, the chemist's wife, isn't she on Grey's Anatomy? Absolutely, yes, she is. So, yeah, um, so there's yeah. a lot of people you'd recognize in it, but I definitely recommend it. It was a good, it was a really interesting, I could not stop watching it. And after every episode, I was just like, what the, f- how, how? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been out for a few months now. I want to say it came out, like, in, like, April, yeah, um, March through April. Yeah, um, yeah, I was going to say, because I definitely downloaded it to watch it when I went on a bachelor party, and that was in March, so I definitely, yeah, because it, it's I had... a few months old, but. Yeah, I had started it, watched, like, an episode or two, because I forget, like, where the fuck Zach was, but he was out and about somewhere. Like, I was home alone that weekend, so I watched, like, I think two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we got COVID, um, I we sat and watched the whole thing, So I was like, actually, I think you'd really like this, and then so we rewatched it. So it's been yeah. since we had COVID that, since I've watched it, so middle of May. It was good. When we had COVID, we watched The Flight Attendant <laughs> on HBO. Charles. I know, that was really- yeah. Um, what did you watch? I'm sorry. The Flight Attendant. It's on HBO Max. Oh, so good. I loved The Flight Attendant. Did you watch both seasons? Yes. So good. So, so good. I heard have... the book sucks ass, though, so don't read it. Yeah, I normally don't read after I've watched because it's never, it doesn't, it bothers me. I'll Almost read never. and then watch sometimes, but I don't watch then read. Yeah, no. It It's almost always a giant disappointment. Well, since you Much uh... like my son right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading now? Because you're a king um, of reading. So I'm one of those assholes that'll read like four different things at one time. I know. So you are. if um, you like books, follow Jamie because she's like book t- book Instagram bookgram book book talk. Yeah. No, I actually have yet to post a damn thing on TikTok ever. You should be. You should get on book talk. I'm just saying. I should. I'll be your agent. Oh my god! Thanks. Appreciates it. Um, so I'm currently in the middle of The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth. Um, that's like a kind of thrillery thing. Um, I'm about a third of the way through, so I haven't gotten to like the real twisty bits yet. Okay. Um, but so far, so good. Um, You're Invited by Amanda Jayatisa. Um, that's about a wedding in Sri Lanka that the bride gets murdered. So it's a, a who whodunit. Okay. Um, I'm about two-thirds of the way down with that one. That's real good. Um. And then I'm currently also in the, like, first quarter of the third accord of Rose, Roses and Thorns book. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of those. The, they're all over Instagram, uh, TikTok. A Court of Roses and Thorns, I think. Or Thorns and Roses. Okay. Um, it's a kind of, like, fantasy 
uh, you know, series. Okay. Um, really good. I'm on the third I've one. I've been and very into nonfiction right now. Oh, nonfiction? Um, then I have mm-hmm. no immediate recommendation for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just. Um, actually, so I downloaded the Libby app. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. Oh, wow. Now no. you just threw your FaceTime device away. Um, I just hit my knee. I'm okay, though. Um, so I'm Libby, if you have a library card, um, you can link it to Libby, and you can have all of your e-media from the library in one place. Nice. Um, and you don't have to, like, email it to your Kindle or, like, whatever the fuck. Like, you can do it all in the app. Or you can send, like, the e-books to your Kindle, but you can listen to the audiobooks, like, in the app. Genius. Um, oh, I'm going to Yeah, that. and you can just rent the books for free. It's great. Um, and I have a few different library cards. <laughs> I have, like, my local county. Um, I have one out in Florida. Um, no comment there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I can have, like, multiple, like, holds and stuff. Well, the one in Florida, so, like, once, like, COVID started, they actually opened it to anyone in the continental U.S. Um, so as long as you have a United States address, you can have access to the, like, electronic media. You just can't get physical books. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and they allow, like, a lot of holds. So, like, my, like county library i'm only allowed like 10 holds at a time um and so then the one in florida i get 20 so i can have like 30 things like held Mm -hmm. at a time um like while i'm like waiting for them i'm not like reading 33 things at one time i'm not that insane um but like basically you're just waiting for someone to return it before you can read it yourself or listen to it what have you um but um yeah i've been really enjoying that um read a lot of good books lately um, for free with the Libby mm-hmm. app, but I'm also a big fan of Audible. Um, they have mm-hmm. a pretty extensive catalog of just like free shit on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get my like, one credit a month where I can just, if I want something like immediately, I can just get it through, you know, my Audible credit. Yeah. I used to have Audible, but I, I sometimes when I'm driving, I like my attention lapses and then I'd have to like rewind and I'd piss myself off. So I stopped listening. Um, oh, and I'm like, a bigger asshole about that too like i listen to the books at like one and a half times speed do you yeah yeah I, well i, I cannot like stand a slow cadence like it makes yeah. me want to chew glass but also there's some people i just can't stand their voice so i would like keep returning the books and like then yeah so <laughs> no that's totally fair i've definitely returned books that i didn't like the narrator i started finally just doing like the sample before i buy them smart um so there's your pro tip for the day but also um I don't know if I should be saying this because I feel like this is like shady, but like if you like listen to a book and you know you're like, oh, I didn't like the narrator, or I didn't like the whatever, they'll just exchange it for you if it's been like less than X amount of days. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No so, comment. I've never done that. Never. Ever. <laughs> um, I um I just finished reading where the crawdads sing. I think we talked did you about like it briefly on Instagram. It took me a little bit to get into it. I was reading it for book club for work and um. Mm-hmm. So at first I was like, oh, this is, I don't really love overly descriptive books because I read really fast. So I usually just will like read too fast through the, I don't know. Anyways, I'm annoying. No, um, I get it. Like very like, like wordy expositions and stuff like that and descriptions. I'm like, yo, get to the fucking point. Like, yeah, yeah, I just don't care. I mean, to be honest, I set the scene. That's fine. But, um, so, but after the first, I'd say, like, maybe 60 pages, it picks up because it's, it is a mis- murder mystery, right? So, at a right. point, you get, like, really intrigued, like, how do these relationships play out and who did it and 
you know, all of these things. And um, so, yeah, it, it was really good. I finished it. I just couldn't stop reading it. So, yeah, I and I told you this on Instagram. I think I tried starting it like three times because um, when I first like got like burned a couple years ago, um, you had sent me like an Amazon gift card so I could mm-hmm. buy some books uh, mm-hmm. for my Kindle. And that was one of the ones I bought. Um, and I started it like, yeah, like three different times. And I was like, I couldn't get past like chapter four. Yeah. Just again, just, keep... she's just drawn the fuck out, like exposition yeah. stuff. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just started skimming, skim reading that part until it yeah. started to get to like the meat and bones. And then I, it picked up enough that I was like able to get into I'll, I'll it. I'll give it another try. Yeah. Cause literally everyone <laughs> and their fucking brother has been like, no, you need to like actually like do it. Cause I know the movie just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see it. Yeah, like, Hillary was bitching to me about, like, not having read it yet. My sister-in-law was bitching to me about not having read it yet. Like, I've had about a dozen people bitching about bitching about where the crawdads sing to me. Yeah, so. it's pretty good. Um, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm also reading The Poisoned City, which is about the Flint water crisis. And it's... Oh, shit. Really good. Um, and also just really depressing, so I had to put it down for a couple of days. <laughs> no, that shit is, like a lot a lot <laughs> yeah it's it, I didn't know like I knew what Flint was obviously and I knew you know that the water was not safe for drinking and people had been drinking it people had been lying to them and you know they yeah. had to give get water bottles and use bottled water and stuff like that um but I didn't know the extent of it and how bad it was and why mm-hmm. and it's just incredible and the book is so well written that like Nonfiction books for me are either hit or miss, and um, yeah. you know sometimes they're just really fucking boring, and sometimes like they're just so well written that you it draws you right in because it's just like enough storytelling mixed with like the facts of what happened, and that's how this author writes this book, and it's super like it's really it's a good book. It's not I mean obviously like the content of it is really devastating, um, right? But yeah, I would recommend it. If you're, if people um, are interested in nonfiction. No, and I was saying, like, generally, like, if I get into nonfiction, like, it's usually, like, a memoir. Like, I am a slut for a memoir. Like, I don't give a fuck who it's about. Like, I will read it. Really? Like, I don't like memoirs as much. Oh, God, that's, like, that's, like, my bread and butter. Like, I, I will, I especially love if they're audiobooks read by the person. Yeah. Um, the one I just listened to most recently was um, Viola Davis's memoir. I do um, love her. That one was fucking phenomenal. Um, one of my coworkers actually just picked up the book, um, and she said that she's really enjoying it so far. Um, her story is super interesting. If you watch, did you watch How to Get Away with Murder? Mm-hmm. Um, so her story isn't unlike Annalise Keating, really, minus the alcoholism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, spoilers for How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but you know, so it's it was super fucking interesting, and she like drew a lot from her own like personal like history um, and upbringing for. Um, you know, playing Annalise. Um, so that was really fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, also recommend that show if you're into that. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it's finally, I was finally over. I mean, I wish it like kept going forever, but like I, it had to go to an end. I feel like um, it was, it was at that time. It needed to end. No, definitely. Yeah. But well, especially cause like, show. yeah, I would say the last season, like, I don't know if like how necessary it was. Like, I feel like they were kind of just like spreading shit out just to spread it out at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if I could, like, get more of season one and two. <laughs> yeah. Like, more the, of that energy. For sure. Um, but, so, 
I, I wanted to bring this up, but we kind of like got we skimmed past it. So uh, the author for Where the Crawdads Sing, did you know that she's like wanted for questioning for murder? Yeah. So it wasn't for her. I read that, but it was like for her, her husband and her son, because I guess they killed a poacher. Yeah. I don't, allegedly, a poacher was killed. <laughs> Yeah, so they run a lot of, um, so her husband runs a lot of anti-poaching stuff um, in, like, I think, like, Zambia. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they used to have, like, an animal sanctuary in Zambia. Yeah, and um, some poachers ended up dead. Yes. And um, they're not, not connected to that anti-poaching organization. So she's just wanted for questioning in association with it. Is her husband a murderer? Who knows? Um, right. I, I have no comment on it. I just thought that was really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that news article as well, so if you're curious, you can... It just came it. out, like, basically in the light of the movie coming out, yeah. I guess. They're like, oh, BT dubs. <laughs> yeah, I need to go... Her husband it. might have whacked somebody. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, like, poaching is, like, no bueno. Like, let me just, like, make that, like, abundantly clear. But, like, you probably awesome. shouldn't, like, murder somebody over it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sure. Again, I'm... I, I don't know shit about shit, but, like, oh. I, I don't think that's very kosher. <laughs> did you watch Ozark? No, I did not. It's about, I don't know shit about fuck. That's what she says, and it's so good. <laughs> Me and Wes say it all the time because it was so funny in that scene. Also, phenomenal show for you guys I've heard it's hella good. And actually, so um, good. that Julia Gardner is in it, right? Yeah. She's, like, the main bitch? So good. Or one of the main bitches? Yes. 10 out of 10, watch it. I wish I could watch it over and, like, from start and not know what happens. It's so good. One of Is those. It? So, but anyways. Well, that's cool. Alas, I must go eat dinner, so we're going to have to sign I know, up. I have to go finish my sandwich. And do um, yelling at me. So, um, next time we will be back and we're going to watch um, a documentary that's been out for a while. Yes. Um, it's coming up on its 10, 10-year docuversary. Um, it's called The Imposter. It's on Peacock. Um, I'm not going to give a synopsis of it. You can go fucking Google it. Yeah. Um, or go watch it yourself. It's like an hour and a half. Go uh, watch one it of my coworkers, and we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, one of my coworkers has been trying to get me to watch it for like six months, and I keep being like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. Sure, sure, sure. I'll watch it. I'll and then, watch it. Yeah. And then like every week, she's like, did you fucking watch The Imposter yet? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so uh, one of these days. And yeah. by one of these days, I mean Soon. like in the immediate future. Yeah, because we're going to – cover it and so dm us your messages questions comments concerns about the imposter and we'll talk about it yeah maybe we'll start doing like a question box on insta like the day or two before we're going to record that'd be fun and we can get some input from all you bad bitches i like that yeah okay there we go every now and again i have a good idea (laughs) you always have good ideas all right friends all right we'll see you later bye bye